let's start this episode with a trigger warning. A, a pretty big one because, I mean, they don't hide a, a lot in this episode. Um, no. And it has to do with, with something that we've talked about before, like suicidal ideation or action. And and it is it is graphic where that's concerned. So if that's a trigger, like, please, you know, be forewarned. There's talking about that. There's speculating about that. There's seeing some of, of related images to that. Mm-hmm. Some of the, yeah, it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty intense episode in that sense. Um, but we also dabble into quite a few other items here. We got issues um, with this episode. Of, <laughs> yeah. So I was rewatching uh, yesterday when I was taking my notes and I was like, this episode did not age well. It is one that has some jokes. For you, it was definitely the jokes that weren't aging well. Um, I was able to quickly rationalize those to myself. Um, mm-hmm. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have I have issues with like the like a like an un, a fundamental idea slash activity that occurs in this episode um we should say if you don't like things that have to do with possession or like references to the exorcist and things like that this is not the episode for you so you can steer clear if you feel you must yeah it's not um yeah there's just there's a lot of things about it that there there i feel like there are jokes that were made that would not be okay now um like I've said it before, I'll say it again. Like I'm a pretty steadfast Christian, and there are some jokes at Christianity's sake that I don't really care for. Uh, not that those are are bad by any means. It's just something that I don't care for. So if you're uh, listening to my, me and you're like Alexis, that's not what really they said. Uh, yeah, that's because I edited it because I'm not saying what they said. Um, so those are kind of my feelings about it. But I don't even picture... know what you've changed yet. So I'm excited to kind of well, see your rewrite. You're gonna find out. I, it might not might not be obvious, but it's gonna be there. Uh, there's a couple of times when I was just like, nope, not saying that. But it's the the joke is worth it, or the joke is necessary because it's a, a what? So I had to. And I'll fully own like there might be some things that I've just like internalized too much misogyny to like find offensive at this point. But like, <laughs> <laughs> um. But also, we should say we're on a college campus, so for me, it's it's less icky than it would be if we were at, like, a private, you know, high school or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, for I sure. mean, I, I kind of play that game with myself. Um. So, yes. Maybe, maybe think twice about watching this episode. Maybe think twice about listening to this podcast. Uh, and take care of yourself as a human and as a person. Uh, and if you discover that you need some help, we have listed off many uh, places for you to get help previously. Um, and maybe we'll rattle them off at the end of the episode when one of us looks them up. Yeah, for sure. We'll have done that by then. <laughs> right. Um, so in that case, shall we get this party started? It's showtime. This is To the the Blueberry! I am Alexis, and I am a real-life Gus. I'm Kaylee, and I'm a real-life Sean. 
and together we make up to the Blueberry, a psych rewatch podcast that we decided to start so we had a great reason to talk to one another once a week. And it's been pretty solid, barring life events and getting sick and sometimes us just not feeling it. Uh, I've really, really enjoyed our time just talking. Yeah, yeah, I like it. before and after we sometimes do a catch up off mic um, to discuss the show, but also other things. And honestly, sometimes that's my highlight, but it is really fun to like nerd out over our favorite show all the time, too. <laughs> Even <Yeah>. this episode. <laughs> we start the episode in 1989 and we're in uh, a pretty obvious Catholic church. Sorry. Did we say the episode? Nope. Good catch, Kaylee. We don't always. Because so, I do like the title. The title's really clever. It is season four, episode four. The devil is in the detail, in the details, and the upstairs bedroom. And the upstairs bedroom. So the devil is in the details is a obvious statement that people make all the time. Um, I don't quite get the upstairs bedroom. I think it, it pertains to the episode as slash the exorcist. Oh, okay. In 1989, we are at a Catholic church, and we immediately meet Father Wesley, who is our big guest star for this episode. He is played by Ray Wise, who comes back later in the series. Ooh, okay. As, I do believe, as Father Wesley and as another character. Weird. Okay, can't wait to see that. He, uh, so I wrote down that his his big thing was Twin Peaks. He's also, he was also in RoboCop, and... He was in a movie called Reaper. Now, these are notable because, as it will become apparent, in Twin Peaks, he played a man whose name I did not write down, but he becomes possessed by an entity called Bob. And in the movie Reaper, which I want to say is from, like, 2007 or 2017? No, must be 2007. Um, he played the devil himself. <laughs> <laughs> so this man being present in this episode if he's recognizable to anyone is recognizable for things pertaining to possession and the devil yeah he calls henry in and wants to talk to henry about sean's attitude at sunday school uh sean will not stop questioning what's going on and so specifically sean starts questioning about noah's ark and he said, if the koalas were in the Middle middle East, I'm sorry, if the Ark was built in the Middle East, how did the koalas get there? Um, and then we dive into uh, how Sean is always being disruptive and questioning every single detail. And Father um, Wesley can't get through like a single lecture. And Sean brings up, okay, but also there's lions and there's zebras. And how come these six or seven lions haven't eaten these six or seven zebras in the time that they're on the ark and henry at this point is such is being i love the dad of it all <laughs> he's like um i mean i think he's right lions do eat close to seven lions do eat close to five thousand pounds a year okay let's break this down what would be the mo and father wesley is exasperated he goes this isn't one of your detective cases do you know what there's a really nice Methodist church down the street that you two might enjoy checking out. I just wrote, can you please not be my problem anymore? Both of you. <laughs> we come to present day and we have a pretty um, creepy, scary, ungood opening episode of present day where we are at St. Adelis College 
divinity school. Isn't a divinity school a school where they – no, that's a seminary. I don't know what a divinity school is. I don't know because I knew people who went to a Bible college because it was it was right. not affiliated with the Catholic Church. So I think it's just like they're a religious college, not necessarily a seminary to take part in like religious studies and theology without being on track to become a priest and or nun. But then I'm just guessing. Um, uh, where was that? Oh, from Duke. Duke has a divinity school. It's um, Duke Divinity School is a space that immerses students into an ecumenical community of study and worship. It's an immersion of moving towards humility and praising. So it's not, yeah, it's not really a, seminal, a seminary, but also is kind of a seminary. Uh, we'll find out later that one of the characters is studying Christian studies, but he also goes to Burning Man, so. He has, like, all the earrings, so I feel like he's, like, one of those, like, youth pastor slash band guys who's like, but I'm, like, a cool adult. And yeah. kind of a punchline to girls like me. Uh, <laughs> we find, uh, we, we open up on this girl screaming and running. Uh, we find out later her name is Agatha, and she's being chased by this cute little girl. And they end up on the roof of one of the buildings. And the cute girl is trying to stop her. But Agatha ends up dying by 1144. 1144 is my favorite shorthand for someone who happens to die by suicide. So I'll use 1144 a lot. It's the police code used by this show. Yes. Um, the cute girl is like, oh no! And she runs down to, to Agatha. And as soon as she gets down there... Agatha's eyes pop open and then cute girl's eyes pop open and then exorcist music starts playing. And then we cut to the next day and it's a sunny day and the popo are on the scene and then up drives the blueberry. And Sean is big mad over a phone call. Sean starts to mimic this conversation that he has with uh, Gus and uses a lot of poor language, including a bad stereotype that I don't care for. But it ended in, what? <laughs> That's what my notes say. So Alexis super hates talking about girls in Catholic schoolgirl uniforms. And I'll, I'll get on board to say that that's like a classic infantilizing, like born sexy yesterday, male gazy thing. I just don't know that it's not objectively cute. Oh, I don't think it's not. I don't think that, you, in general, I think that uniforms are very um, sturdy. I think that anyone in a uniform looks good. But uh, to to take that concept and sexualize it, gotcha. which is what he does here, and then more than that, like this idea that only girls or only women can be Catholic school girls, like there's no male counterpart, there's no like um gender neutral counterpart like that that's a lot of patriarchy for me and i can't really care for i it, mean so. one thing that does come up in this scene is the fact that gus points someone out who is wearing a catholic school uniform and sean says that's a male bagpiper which makes me think that person was wearing a kilt which i think is the male equivalent of sexualizing this outfit a bagpiper no men in kilts like scottish men wearing kilts is the gender like male gender equivalent of girls in Catholic schoolgirl uniforms. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't. Okay. 
Gus says, Gus says that he is there to see an old friend. And Sean thinks it's a girl. Why didn't you just say that? Why didn't you say that? I'm always ready to play wingman. He goes, point her out. We'll get this party started tonight. That's why I said, let's get this party started earlier. Uh, Gus points at Father Wesley (laughs) and introduces Sean. But Father Wesley remembers Sean as his favorite little skeptic. Oh, I wrote stripes and checks here for their clothes. Also, Gus is so happy Father Wesley has moved back to the area. He actually got the call while he was in the middle of shoveling five inches of snow up where he lived in Buffalo, which I can attest to that lake effect snow is no joke, (laughs) y'all. As soon as uh, the intros are over, Sean immediately notices that Agatha happens to be wearing a sweatshirt that is too big for her. Pretty obviously too big for her. Her sleeves are all rolled up and everything. And so... Sean's like, ah, yes, we are here as not just detectives, but psychic detectives. Uh, But Gus really wants him to know that he has a big boy job. Oh, yeah. Um, I wrote, pharmaceuticals. And Sean goes, we also write commercial jingles. No, we don't. And Gus says, no. And Sean says, we will. Listen to this. Boom, boom, boom. Muffins. I love that. That's one thing from this episode that I'm happy about. That I always remember. Like, there's something else that happens later that I always remember, but I forget the bulk of this episode because, honestly, the subject matter just doesn't speak to me except for these little jokes. Um, Doctor, Doctor, Father Wesley says, oh, that's very impressive. And Sean goes, thank you. I just made that up. Uh, Not that, the psychic part. Oh, that too. In comes Lassiter, and Lassie's like, hey, man, we'll be doing the questioning here. Um, Specifically, we're not going to question this guy, but the other father, whose name is Father Bard, and tells the boys to stay. But what do they do? They follow. <laughs> they creep right along behind. We get a quick rundown from Father Bard about Agatha. She was a hardworking student, um, but something changed about three weeks ago. Although her friend said she never touched drugs or alcohol. Sean says, does it have anything to do with an addiction to Grand Theft Auto? Because I myself went down that that dark road. This is another part of the episode that I did not take notes on because I didn't care for. Just in general, the video I, game part? I, I Yeah, the whole video game addiction thing. I feel like sometimes we take it too lightly. Oh. This is one well, of those. Well, that comes up a lot of times in this it does. episode. Gus says that one time he had to taser Sean, and Sean still stands by that that was excessive. <laughs> uh, Lassie pulls Juliet aside and is like, I think she was... You're wrong. Wrong! Sean. <laughs> Sean is sure it's a straight-up 1144. And, um... I forget what the line is supposed to be when Lassiter changes it. I just wrote down the change. Oh. about <laughs> You can tell your senses to kiss my sweet love biscuits. Because a nun, nun is walking by and he changes his answer at the last minute and Gus is like, I'm not sure you made that any less offensive. Juliet does point out that it is kind of weird. There must be a reason this change happened. There must be a reason why someone would 1144. 
Father Wesley says he knows exactly what the cause of this is. She was possessed. Um, Father Bard's not buying it. Basically um, tells him to Gus keep his mouth shut. Gus is kind of on board. Yeah. Yeah. Gus is kind of like ready to hear this theory. Gus is, or Lassiter is more respectful about being like, mm, possessed, you say, <laughs> without really buying into it. And Jules fully shivers and has the ick over even the idea, which I'm with Jules on this one. Like, I don't, I don't mess with, I don't mess with demon. Mm-mm. Everybody makes this like weird face, including the cute girl who, um, who was following Agatha yesterday. And then we have more exorcist music cues. Yeah, we get a lot of that. So yeah. Lassiter steps away, takes a call from Captain Vic on the phone, and she wants to know if the boys are on the case. And Gus says yes before Sean can say anything. And then Gus, or um, Sean says, and by yes, he means, Gus says, absolutely, before Sean can say the rest of his statement. And Sean's like, <sighs> I forget what he says here. But Gus is like, this tell is her we'll quote. take it. Yeah. Gus is like, tell her we'll take it. And Sean's like, mm, since when do we accept jobs without asking our partner? And Gus is like, you do it every week. And I love when they say something about every week. Every week. week. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every time we have an episode about a case. Not every time we have a case. <laughs> Gus is sure about this case. He's ready to go. We get a walk and talk. And Sean starts talking about... Um, what they will do if they catch the devil. First, I'll buy a fiddle, play a quick tune that will, that, so he'll underestimate. First, I'll buy a fiddle, play a quick tune so he'll underestimate my ability, and then I'll challenge him to a wager. He wins, if he wins, he gets my soul. If I win, we get his cooperation. Gus is like, okay, okay, you're you're faking it now. But Sean said, oh, I definitely believe it now that I have this handy police sketch of the suspect. It's, I don't know the name of the brand, but I, I always just think of it as deviled ham. It's like <laughs> seen on the canned ham containers. <laughs> oh, is that what the, is that what that is? Yeah, it's like the canned ham devil sketch. Gus is like, dude, take this seriously. I trust Father Wesley. I know. I look up to Father yeah. Wesley. You know how much I look up to him. And Sean's like, yeah, so I look up to Brett Favre and I don't believe every word that he says. And I take that back. Those tearful press conferences get me every time. Sean is still doubting Gus. And Gus is like, I know. That's why I want to be the lead investigator. Um, since when do we have titles? <laughs> since you ordered business cards that say Sean Spencer, lead investigator. Oh, no, 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 no. That says lead. Lead investigator. I was inspired by watching Aaron Brockovich. Sean finally gives in and he's like, all right, you're the lead. I'm pretty sure I'm calling this lead investigator. <laughs> L-E-D. So I had to write it L-E-D so I would remember to say it <laughs> incorrectly. And Sean's like, yeah, you're a lead investigator. I'm backseat. I'm backseat. They go into Father Wesley's office, and uh, Father Wesley is still very impressed that they have grown up. He apologizes that Father Bard didn't want to talk about the possession. Oh. Yeah, he says Bard doesn't really tolerate any views that oppose his own. 
Father Wesley is like, here's why I think she might be possessed. She had an extreme page change in her personality very quickly, and then I found out that she had been dabbling in the occult. Sean cracks this joke about how he used to use Ouija boards a lot as a kid, and then in the middle of it goes, you're going to die up there. And then laughs and says, come on, it's from the movie, but I don't know what movie it is from. Is it from The Exorcist? I mean, I can only guess because I have never seen that movie (laughs) and will never watch that movie. Fair enough. Okay. Father Wesley's like, I can't do an exorcism without the headmaster's approval, and that's Father Bard. And Sean's like, maybe she's just dealing with mental illness. He doesn't say it like that. And um, Father Wesley said that he can personally attest to the fact that possessions are real. And that there's a difference and he can tell the difference through his experience. I do want to say that when they're walking, before they take their final seat, um, Father Wesley is in front of and they walk by this poster in the background that says, God is in the details. I saw that. So I wrote that down because that's fun. I like that. In the psych office, Gus is printing out all kinds of information about exorcisms. And in comes Sean. Boom, boom, boom. This thing. Sorry. I... This thing. <laughs> That's a legal hole punch. Uh, why do they have a legal hole punch? Do they keep files? Okay. So the paper that he drew the, the weird little devil man on was a not lined piece of paper with a hole punched. Only one, though, apparently. Like, you could see it when he was unfolding it, but you couldn't see it when he was holding mm-hmm. it up because it was, like, at the top. It was really weird, and I was like, what is going on with this? Yeah. And I didn't even it's know. A, it's like a two-hole a two hole punch that's only, like, three inches apart. It's like a legal one or, or one that you would use on, like, you would see on, like, a, a medical file. Yeah. Oh, My oh, yeah. notes definitely say, like, they keep case files. <laughs> like, um... Gus is like, or Sean is like, you know what? When you're ready to bail on this and follow other leads, let me know. And Gus is like, fat chance of that. I just found all this stuff on the Uh, internet. Father Wesley is one of the foremost experts on demonic possession in the United States. He did a bunch of high-profile exorcisms in the 70s. And uh, also, look at this. And he shows Sean Agatha's, quote, page. Her face space. We're going to call it her face space. (laughs) Um, for those young children or people who never knew the magic that was MySpace, um, and then the terribleness that arose and became Facebook, um, we're mashing those together. <laughs> Jokes are funny when you explain them, Alexis. <laughs> Gus was able to figure out her password, um, to get in. It was her birthday. Yeah. Sean is unable to believe it was that simple. He thought it must be something obscure like Bjork's real name or Bauhaus or Susie with an X. Like Susie Sue. I wrote it the way that I would make sure I pronounced it correctly. And now I'm questioning if I'm pronouncing it correctly. So, Oh, three weeks ago, she was very cheery. Agatha's loving life right now. Agatha just played with the cutest puppy. I bet it was a Labradoodle. You know that's right. But then her posts completely change, and it's now an image of a pineapple. Agatha just wants to be left alone. Agatha is so over the drama right now. 
And Gus is like, that's when she got possessed. And Sean's like, or are you ready to hear this? Are you ready to hear the real thing? This is when she started having man troubles. She was easily wearing a double XL sweatshirt. That means she either spent a few and hours in one of those cartoon steam boxes that shrinks you a few sizes, or it belonged to her boyfriend. And then they go through her photos to try and find this alleged boyfriend. And all her photos are her cheek to cheek with her other girlfriends. And Sean's like, man, why are girls always posing cheek to cheek with their girlfriends? Says the guy who has that on his desk and points over to a picture of Sean and Gus posing cheek to cheek to cheek. Also kind of either blue stealing or duck facing it. It's very hard to tell. And Sean's like, yeah, but it's not posted on the internet. It's a really cute photo. <laughs> Sean finally finds a picture of Agatha and she is with her boyfriend kissing him. And they scroll over his name to find out his name is Cameron. This is not our first Cameron. And uh, then Sean sees where they broke up. Who's the other Cameron? The um the SWAT jerk who Juliet dated. Oh, yeah. But I thought it was telling that we finally have a Wesley in the show um, just mere episodes after <laughs> Pierre Despereau shows up. Uh, she had posted that they had broken up two days before she died. And Sean thinks that it would either could have been an emotional 1144 or Cam pushed her. Yeah, it's like if he dumped her, she could have been in despair. Or if she dumped him, he could have been a rageful murderer. I want to say that's a 187. And both of which are more plausible. <laughs> both of which are more plausible than the devil went down to Santa Barbara. Um, Sean says, I'm going to need the lead investigator title back. And then he just kind of hits Gus in the chest and goes, <laughs> sorry. Or thank you. <laughs> I wrote fart noises. So I appreciated your sound. <laughs> um... Ooh, we go back to the school, and Lassie and Jules are there when they get to Cameron's room. And Sean says, oh, they've already beaten us to a, sus uh, to a suspect. I I'm afraid that history will not look kindly on your tenure as a lead investigator. Uh, they have an intro, and Sean does a hand-to-head. Let me guess, your name is Cameron. Yeah. The two of you broke up two days Whoa. ago, and you weigh a solid 225. You're about 50 pounds off, bruh. I got greedy. So I didn't know if he meant that 225 was too heavy or too light for this large man. <laughs> because I can't guess. Oh, I think 225 is too heavy. I don't know. He wasn't bulky enough. But he's, he's like 6'4". He's like taller than last. He, he was really tall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I have, I honestly, I have no idea. Because when my brother is 180, he's slim for his muscly self. Mm -hmm. So I don't. You know what I mean? I like, I don't know. There's no way he's 275, though. Yeah, that's that's totally improbable. I, I really, I, I can't play this game. I can't guess ages, and I would never yeah. dare to wager on someone's weight. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know, small, medium, large. That's all I got. <laughs> boom, 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 came <laughs> Lassie came up with a story about how he broke up with Ag Agatha and she was so emotional about everything. And he was like, no, man, she broke up with me. And I was in the desert at Burning Man while, when, when that happened. And Sean kind of sees past him to his book bag that has a pair of really stupid looking boots hanging off of it. But they are like deserty dusty. So 
it, he just sort of like is like, okay, that checks out. You guys have fun. We're gonna. He also has some glow sticks. Oh really? I don't know if you saw those. Or I not. did not. I was excited about that. But Sean's like, all right, I think you guys have it covered here. Gus and I are going to go do some shots, hit the confessional, you know. We get a walk and talk and Sean flags that his alibi is good to Gus. And then we run into... And then Mary pops out. <laughs> Mary pops out. Hey, Mary. Um, <laughs> she's this cute little girl with um, really beautiful, like, 90s layers. And she's like, is Cameron okay? Because the boys introduce themselves as grief counselors. Yeah, she asks if they're the grief counselors, and they're like, oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. And, um, okay, so we had a little bit of a discussion over this next line, if we want to just touch on it, because we took it two completely different ways. Sean Sean says, Cameron will be fine, especially once the meds kick in. And she's like, oh, no, he's on medication? So skeptical Alexis took that as a... Uh, not so nice comment about how people don't shouldn't have to take medications to deal with their mental health issues, which I believe is totally wrong. Yeah. So you took it um, as like a, oh, he should be ashamed for being medicated. I, on the other hand, took it as, oh, my God, he's taking this really badly and they had to sedate him. Like, <laughs> so I was like, oh, no, that's how bad his grief is versus, oh, no. It's shameful he has to be medicated. So we we came at that two different ways. Uh, at the end of it, Sean's like, oh no, not him. Me. I had to take an antacid. <laughs> um, let me see. I don't know where I put this. Oh, it's very short. Sean? Oh. Um, Sean asks uh, if she knows anyone else who might be very, very upset about Agatha's passing that might need counseled. You know about Lucy, don't you? Sure. Yeah, I know about Lucy. She um gives really low-priced psychiatric uh, advice. And if she ever holds a football, don't kick it. Really what I wrote is Peanuts reference. <laughs> they were, yeah, there were BFFs and she saw everything and Agatha died in her arms. Any chance you know where we could find her? At Lucy's house, which is where we're headed. <laughs> So I just wrote Lucy equals the devil. Like her name is Lucy. Oh, Lucifer. Yeah. <laughs> we did not so kindly nickname someone Lucy behind their back at one time in our lives. We did. It was funny though. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway. I kind of forgot about that. We were petty. It was fun. Lucy sees them coming out of the window, but mom is the one who answers the door. Who is Miss Ryan, but I don't know her actual name. But she's like, yeah. uh, can I help you? And they introduce themselves as grief counselors. They introduce themselves as grief counselors from the school. And she's very relieved because she was worried that they were more detectives. More detectives because there were already two here named O'Hara and Lassiter. Sean glares at Gus and then goes, dude, you're on fire. Mom is very worried about Lucy. She's been very withdrawn, and mom worries that it could be PTSD. This was another joke I didn't care for. No, neither did I. But I did skip a part where we got a little intro because Sean says his name is Sean, and this is also Sean. No relation. <laughs> mom is like, okay, let's go talk to her, and uh, or go ahead and talk to her. Can I get you something? I'll take a 
Diet Coke, some garlic hummus, and the newest TV Guide if you have it. TV Guide. I remember those. Those are coveted. I do too. <laughs> they go up, they enter Lucy's room, and Lucy is spider walking up on the bed. Yeah, sure. You want me to take this scene? I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Kaylee's just shaking her head like, I don't want to talk about this. Um, she's making weird grunting noises. They close the door and they look at each other and then say, Mrs. Ryan, is your daughter by chance an expert yogi? Or an Olympic gymnast? No. Why? No reason. They go back into the room. She's still grunting. She's still writhing. And uh, they ask her what happened last night. (laughs) That's what she's doing. It's very apt. It's a very good description, but just. (laughs) <laughs> that word. Alexis knows words. Check. I mean, it, it's exactly what's happening. I, it just—it's funny how it hit me. I just kept writing. Uh, there's a whole lot of stuff. I just here. wrote possessed stuff. I hate this. <laughs> she's she's yeah. grumbling, and then Gus makes an exorcist reference, and then she, uh, something about something about. That being a better theory than the time Sean based a theory entirely on Pretty in Pink. And Sean's like, that's completely yeah. different. That movie is basically a docudrama. And then they're like, plus this can't be the exorcist or even remotely like that. She's not possessed. She's not She's not saying weird stuff. She's not speaking in languages she doesn't know. And then she does. She says something in German and, and I didn't write it down. They leave. Yeah, they, they walk out. Uh, Miss Ryan, how many foreign languages does your daughter speak? Just French. In your fascia! Uh, Gus knew that she was speaking German because he considers himself more educated than Sean. And we hear more noises and Mom runs into the room while uh, Sean... Nope. Well, Gus points out that Sean is just bitter because this was Father Wesley's idea and not his. And they proceed to have a punch fight in the hallway of this woman's house. I don't have anything other than Uh, she catches them punching. They claim it's an empathy exercise so that they can, like, connect to her pain. And Sean takes back the lead investigator role. Okay, those were bad noises, but <laughs> that's kind of, they keep like surgically removing it from each other. Um and um Sean leaves. He's out. You're on your own. Next we're at Henry's. Sean does, however, go to Henry's and is looking for his Xbox. Um You stole this. No, I uh confiscated it when you reneged on our deal. You were supposed to paint the house. I did exactly what you told me to do, except for all of the spots that were not easy to reach, including the whole back of the house. Henry's like... <laughs> he sits down in a huff. In a huff, Another yeah. good word. Um, Henry says, um, look, I know this isn't just about like the painting or the Xbox, so you've come to me with relationship trouble. Yeah, I hate when we fight. Oh, what'd she say? I'm not talking about Abigail, I'm talking about Gus. He won't let go of this ridiculous Sean theory. Says, or Henry said, so am I at one point. Like, he knew they were talking about Gus. He just thinks it's funny. Oh, that's another yeah. part I left out I on just purpose. think it's like, they are the relationship. So if he's having relationship trouble, 
it's gonna they be guys. <laughs> I'm just not a fan of someone referring to another person by not their preferred pronouns. Valid. Um, yeah. Uh, so we're getting okay. partner advice. Here's yes. His partner Stevie had this weird theory. He thought that all of the break-ins were being caused by a chimpanzee that broke out of the zoo. Okay. This is both a Harvey Keitel and an Edgar Allan Poe reference. Stay with me. There was a Harvey Keitel movie from our childhood called Monkey Trouble. And there's a little capuchin monkey that is a trained master thief. And he gets found by a little girl, Thora Birch. And they become best friends, and she teaches him to be good and stop stealing. And, you know, Harvey Keitel is a dangerous person. And, um, yes, so it's that. But also, in the original, like, predating, like, uh, Agatha Christie novels, Who Done It, that Edgar Allan Poe wrote, it was called Murder on La Rue Morgue. Um, the perpetrator ended up being a escaped ape from the zoo or something or circus or something it's just apes being apes right is it not monkeys being monkeys <laughs> like what's it i looked up monkey trouble and i remember that yes <laughs> dodger his name was dodger well henry went ahead and went with stevie on this case and it turned out to be a good thing what i mean well maybe for the headlines alone Criminals go bananas. Uh, I don't. I didn't write down the other one. Cops stop monkey business. Criminals go bananas. <laughs> yes. Henry's like, no. It's because from that point forward, Stevie always went along with my ideas. You got your partner's back, Sean. Even if it means putting your doubts aside for a minute. So here's where I want to point out that this is a learning curve for Sean, but not for Gus. Because when Sean asked for Gus to like put his faith in him and just like be on his side and trust the process. Gus always just does it. And it's it's been a theme, even in this episode already. And Sean, it's definitely past time for Sean to, like, return it. Agreed. We go back to Lucy. Sean goes back to Lucy's house. And he said, I came back to help my partner. Oh, great. But I sort of already called someone? The next scene is straight out of the movie The Exorcist. I was watching it with my husband and he was like, this is funny. Because he recognized the scene. Including the music. Oh, it is exactly the music. They they got the licensed music the, with tubular bells or something Yep. Um, from The Exorcist. That's exactly what it's and called. And it, even if you haven't seen The Exorcist like me, you've seen the movie poster. It's the movie poster. It's the fog and the wrought iron fence and the, the, the priest with the briefcase. Sean's like, okay, so what happens if this exorcism works and we catch the devil? Then Gus is like, it's over. Yeah, we we know what happened. And Sean's like, okay, and when it doesn't, I'm sorry, excuse me. If it doesn't work, uh, then what? Back to our back to our old ways. We, <laughs> which would be. You know, we follow a few leads, make some inappropriate jokes, and I remember some stuff, and then we'll tip off the police using a bit of this. Hand to head. <laughs> um, Gus agrees. And I didn't write a lot for this next part. I just wrote, hate this exorcism stuff. I'm not on board. I don't, I don't want to see any <gasps> of this. A, a 
Father Wesley's kind of getting ready, and then he tells the boys that they need to be strong, and then goes, "All right, bring it in," and does the the like the pregame huddle. Yeah, like he's about to like a one, two, three, break. <laughs> <laughs> he just likes to start the the exorcism with some humor. Um, I'm okay with skipping most of this scene, but they do the exorcism. Um, Sean taps out at some point. And he taps out by saying, all right, that's enough. You know what? Carson D has Simon Baker on tonight, which is a mentalist reference. (laughs) That's a can't miss, okay? I'm gonna go. You guys keep exercising. Um, is it at this point that she actually talks directly to Sean? She does. She says, I know about Mr. Reno. Which makes him turn around. And she tells the story of how he put a tack on his shop teacher's chair and gave him blood poisoning. We don't know that it was me. Okay, I mean, he made his living handling rusty metals. Father Wesley's like, dude, Gus, get him out of here. And as they are exiting, in comes Father Bard. What is going and on here? And then a light here? crashes. <laughs> and then Sean and Gus tap out. Good luck, guys. Yeah, and then the priests are in there, and apparently Father Bard is now on board, and they're doing the exorcism together. We've got an old priest. We've got a young priest. We've got a young girl who's possessed. It is the exorcist. Um, Gus wants to know... Nope, Sean wants to know if Gus said anything about Mr. Reno to her. And it's an obvious no. He didn't. Through the door, we can kind of hear some of the things that are being said every once in a while and eventually we catch some snippets of latin near the end this is the exact fake latin exorcism that we hear used over and over and over again in the show supernatural oh all i got was the whoa (laughs) double whoa out comes father wesley and he says it's over she's clean (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> I hate all of that. I hate every time I saw him come out and do that. I was like, I hate it. I hate it. They go outside and mom is like, she's finally starting to feel like her old self. Thank you both so much. I didn't write down any of this. I'm just like, it's over. Let's leave. They are at the Santa Barbara Police Department and Sean tells Juliet that there has to be another explanation. He's fully ranting about this. And... And he's wearing his homemade police badge. Oh my god, I did not catch it. <laughs> so, uh, Lassie walks up and he's like, I am 100% certain that this was murder, Spencer. They have a face-off. And then he leaves. Well, because Sean says, and that's exactly how I know that it was not. Um, Juliet does say that the tox report came back negative, but they only test for certain drugs. If Sean has something specific in mind, they can test for those. He says not yet. And then we cut to the psych office where he's deep in a pharmaceutical book. And then says, bursts of energy. In comes Gus. Why are you sitting at my desk? Oh, you know, no big deal. Just um, updating my, my profile here. Check this one out. Sean Spencer is trading in his Chevy for a Cadillac, a lack, a lack, a lack, a lack, a lack. First of all, that boy better not have a Chevy motorcycle. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? What is this? What reference is that? You didn't I get didn't that? I didn't get that. I know that noise, but I don't know what it's from. Uh, 
He traded in his Chevy for a Cadillac. You ought to know by now. Who needs a house out in- Oh, it's Billy Joel. Like, that- Is that all you get for your money? It's Billy Joel moving you, out. You would know all the You'll Billy You'll have to cut Joel. out most of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to let you keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. It was very fun to watch you guys. Maybe I'll leave it in. Who knows? Sean wants to know why he's reading his index of medications. You mean Gus wants to know why Sean is? Gus wants to know why Sean is reading his index of medications. It's hilarious. I mean, the section on urinary tract infections made me pee my pants. Which is ironic if you think about it. <laughs> I don't have much for this scene. Um, just that sh- Gus goes, you're on to something, aren't you? And Sean said, yep, gotta go. Thanks for the cake. That's a sponge for dampening stamps. He spits it out and throws it on the floor. <laughs> we go back to Henry's. And um, he apparently was up all night while Sean was uh, attending an exorcism. But Henry was playing Grand Theft Auto or something very like it. The game keeps drawing him back. Sean is so mean. He, he opens slept. the shades and... I love what they did to Henry's eyes. He's all bloodshot. He's all pink and red. And like, he's like, it's great. It's like you, I, I, I didn't write this part down because I didn't particularly care for it. Did you do the same thing? <laughs> uh, no, I do have Sean's quote here. Oh, I, I meant Henry's. Dad. Oh, no, I, I got rid of all, all of Henry's stuff. All I have is Sean's um, dad. Kids your age should not be cooped up inside playing video games all day. You should be outside feeding pigeons and driving with your blinkers. <laughs> he goes, I need some more partner advice. What do you do when you know your partner is wrong? Henry kind of stops and he's like, well, you tell them the truth. But you're as respectful as you can be. Quick scene change. You're wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. Finger guns. Finger guns. Wrong. 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 To your weenie. Wrong. Sean put down the finger guns. <laughs> Sean put down the finger guns. Sean's like, she was drugged. And um, he gave list, he gave Juliet a list of medications with psychological side effects. And they found L-Dopo in her bloodstream, which is a Parkinson's medication. Yeah. And then he kind of lists off what someone who doesn't need to take L-Dopa would be like on the medication. I didn't write it down, though. Including extreme emotional states and uncontrollable bursts of energy. Gus is like, well, what about the lamp and how she was speaking German in the tax store? In order. She pulled the cord. She was busy flailing around, pulling everything she could possibly reach. And then... Her profile on FaceSpace listed Run Lola Run as her favorite movie. And then he quotes part of the German and he's like, it's a fun little film. Don't get me wrong. But favorite? I mean, it ends in the middle and then starts all over again. (laughs) Um, And then the last part is he went back to his own FaceSpace and he found out. um, Oh, man, I didn't write down. Oh. No, I didn't write down the guy's name. His friend's, his friend Stumpy. Yes. He posted to his public page just a, f- a few days or weeks ago about, Hey, Sean, do you remember that time you put a tack on Mr. Reno's chair and gave him blood poisoning? He wasn't British. Anyway, um, Sean thinks that 
we know exactly who gave her the drugs and tricked her into taking them and you're not gonna like it we turn around and we see father wesley being arrested by lassiter and then sean tries to justify the situation he thinks that father wesley may have been making up the possession to make himself look better because the new priests don't really care about his specialty anymore and he was like such a big deal in the 70s Right. When he gave him to Agatha, it went wrong. But then when he found out that Lucy was there, he had to make her look possessed. So we go to SBPD and we're at the jail and or we're at the prison or I'm not sure where we are. But Gus is visiting Father Wesley. And Wesley's like, you believe me, though. Right? My vows of poverty and abstinence prepared me well for prison life. He asks about who has access to his medication. And he says he kept them unlocked in his desk drawer in an office that he rarely locked. So basically anyone who wanted to wander in. Gus said, well, did you know of anyone who had it out for Agatha? No, I... Yes, actually. But he can't share it with Gus because it was shared with him during a confession. And... He does not make an exception because he's a man of the cloth. Okay, but what about a man of the orange cloth? I have faith in you to figure it out. Until then, I have my Bible to give me strength. Proverbs eleven six has been especially comforting to me as of late. So we go back to Henry's and Sean walks in with like a case of stuff in a book bag. And then he's like, do, do, do. Unplugging everything from the TV. Did we notice that Henry's newfangled flat screen TV is sitting on top of his old 80s TV? Like his TV stand (laughs) is his old TV. (laughs) That's funny. That's something my dad not only would do, but did do. That's like, I'm just like, this is the, usually Henry's house seems so put together. But, like, this is the most I'm a man living alone left to my own devices thing ever. Yeah. (laughs) He screams, "Um, I'm here to finish up the painting. But when he notices that Henry's not around, he grabs the Xbox instead and gets ready to leave with it. He puts it in his book bag to hide it. But he's he's ostensibly there to, like, finish his paint job. Like, he has all those supplies, too. In comes Gus and gives him the whole rundown of everything that Father Wesley just shared with him. And then Sean said, let me guess, you have a hunch based on unverifiable information. You mean like you do every case? That stings. It's true, though. Okay, so I think there's a clue in the proverb he kept talking about. 11.6. Well, actually, first he just says proverb, and then Sean gives a a rundown of... Not real proverbs. Okay. All right, fine. Let's do a quick list. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. If it's brown, flush it down. No, Sean, from the Bible. Proverbs? And then Henry... Sean can't find... Oh, Henry comes in half in a uniform. This man is retired. Like, like has been for many, many years. And yet he's wearing, like, all his badges and he's got his aviators stuck in the pocket and it like he's wearing it open with his nightshirt showing underneath it but henry honey what's happening here what are we doing gus gus can smell him 
And he's acting a little drunk if I'm like, I'm just like, is this sleep deprivation or are we also drunk? Because there's a lot of empty cans and things lying around, Henry. Yeah. Maybe both. Henry has a problem. (laughs) Um, In this episode, with this video game, yes. Sean finally finds the Bible and he's like, "Uh, okay, Proverbs, where's the table of contents on this thing? Actually, I think Gus finds the Bible under a model ship, hands it to Sean. Sean can't find anything in there. So he hands it back to Gus because we're all exasperated at this point. And Gus finds it. So 11.6, I wrote down that it said, The righteousness of the upright will save them, but the unfaithful will be trapped by their evil desires. Which, there are other translations. think about it. Yeah, I I was just thinking I should probably look up another translation because I'm interested. But uh, Sean is like, oh my gosh, the unrighteous... Or the righteous, the unfaithful, evil desires. That's good. And they leave. Um, Not before Henry says, if you leave with that bag, I will get out my gun. They're back at the school and they knock on Cam's door. Yes, Cameron opens. He's acting a little cagey, though. He's looking behind him an awful lot, don't you think? We get a what's up from Sean. (laughs) And then he's like, hey, um, how can I help? And they're like, what's going on here? And then we get a cam. And then little Lucy wanders in wearing the quintessential 90s and early aughts girl. I'm in my bed clothes outfit of the spaghetti strap tank and little shorts. Uh, Cam is like, oh, uh, she's just here because we're comforting each other. This is where I wrote stripes and plaid. Also, ew. Sean knows who was drugging drugging Agatha, and it was not Father Wesley. And he's like, what, you think it was me? <laughs> no, not you. No, actually, it Lassiter was... says absolutely, which makes Sean absolutely oh. sure it was someone else. <laughs> Sean's like, no, it was Lucy. She's wanted Cam this whole time that they were together. No! And then they hug, and Cam's like, no, we've seriously always just been friends, guys. Men and women can't just be friends. When Harry Met Sally taught us that. Also, that women often fake orgasms. And then they all look at Juliet. And she goes, eh. Kind of a shrug, like, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Lasseter is very perplexed by it. It's funniest because he's standing next to her when she's like, eh. she felt so guilty about these feelings that she went to confession and told somebody what was going on did father wesley tell you that nope but you just did so she kind of confesses or sean kind of breaks it down either way it's like clear that she's not like denying it and she wanted to break them up. So she had the idea of drugging Agatha with the L-Dopa just to make her act crazy enough to get them to break up. It worked, but it also went too far. And then she didn't know what to do until she heard Father Wesley talking about the possession idea. And she got a new idea to kind of follow through on this and like put people off the scent. Props to your impression for a possession for a possessed girl, Linda Blair. Oh no. Props for your impression of a possessed girl. Linda Bra- Linda Blair would be proud. Now you can do your just do your best in 
Oh my gosh, now you can do your best impression of Enchained Heat. And... Red Heat. Ooh, what? two prison movies. I did not look these up, but I... Finger guns. <laughs> <laughs> they are doing a lot of finger guns. Lucy was like, oh my god, but it was an accident. So we kind of get her confessing. I just knew she wasn't right for you. Yeah, Cam is like, got the ick now. Like, he's distancing. Uh-huh. Um, the boys holster their finger guns. I think she would have gotten away with it if she hadn't faked the possession. I think there's a high probability of that. Like, it was like, because is it murder? Is it suicide? And then there was nothing real because there was nothing on the tox report. There were no leads about murder until she acted crazy. And then we were all like, check for other things. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, she was really the one who drew Father Wesley into all of this because of her act of possession. If she wouldn't have done anything, it would have just been an offhanded statement from an old priest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. But then we wouldn't have an episode. Um, yeah. Last scene. We're at the church. Gus comes out of the confessional. Sean does not want to go in. I just wrote confession weirdness. Why Why is this necessary? Is Sean eligible co- for confession? Did he even go through confirmation and his first communion? Like, how far did he make it in the Catholic Church before they stopped? That is an interesting statement. Do you have to, do you have, to have gone through confirmation in order to be able to confess? go to confession? I really don't know. I don't know when that stuff starts. I know that you can't take communion... In a Catholic church, in most Catholic churches, right. when they're hardline, like, if you haven't gone through the full gamut of things. But, like, we'd have to ask one of our Catholics, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, this scene is kind of weird, but I do enjoy that it starts with, Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been 15 years since my last confession. And wow. Father Wesley goes, Wow. Excuse me, that's not a very priestly thing to say. I just love the word priestly because I always think of Jason Priestley, and that's hilarious. Uh, there's a little rundown of what is still uh, what is still on the list of sins these days, including stealing, greed, impure thoughts. Lying, which Sean does a lot, but it kind of comes with a job, so that's, that's all right, right? But they decide to change to stealing, and then he goes, Gus, can you hear me? All right, here's the thing. I've been stealing food that Gus hides in his desk and eating it and blaming it on the cleaning lady, Ola. I didn't write down her name. Um, And then Gus goes, I knew it! Uh, There is one thing I wasn't lying about, though, and that's the commercial jingle. That's the commercial jingles. Maybe we can come up with one for the church. Boom, boom, boom. Wafers. Mm. Okay, how about this one? Boom, boom, boom. Holy Ghost. I like that. Yeah. That's the one. (laughs) And that's how the episode ends. (laughs) I do like part of that. Yeah, I mean, there are parts of the episode that I enjoy. I enjoy that I was able to 
tell somebody about parts I didn't like and then just skip some parts that I really didn't like. The Okay, so I found, and I don't know if this was always a possibility for me, but when I was looking at fun facts on IMDb for this episode, the episode trailer was at the top of the IMDb page and I watched it and the trailer's hilarious because it has the highlights. I mean, some parts that you don't like because he does go, where are the Catholic schoolgirl uniforms, Gus? But it's really funny out of context, mm-hmm. I thought. Um, let's see. And I have some other fun facts that I don't think we... Exorcism, same as the one in Supernatural, reference to Devil Went Down to Georgia by the Charlie Daniels Band. Oh. Yeah, they have the German, and the German from Run, Lola, Run translates to, every day you meet decisions that can change your life. Oh, that's kind of a nice quote. Yeah. Um, spot the pineapple. They said that we see Henry's wooden pineapple again in his living room, but I don't think we're counting that every time. I was wondering if that one was there. I didn't actually see it, but it makes sense that it was there. Yeah. And then the Tubular Bells is the 1973 song by Mike Oldenfield. um, And it is the theme song to The Exorcist, the movie. Mm -hmm. And it sounds a little bit like the theme song to Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But it's not so techno-y. It's like... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> right. Which is which isn't the theme song, but I feel like we can't actually sing it. <laughs> no. I know exactly what you're you're singing. It was there. If I'm being honest, I could have gone without this episode. Me too. The um the episode that I really hate, uh Tuesday the seventeenth from last season. Um I think that one was necessary for the plot to progress. I don't feel that way about this episode. Yeah. There was nothing here that was helpful. We don't get any Chief Vic. We don't get any buzz. Um, it's... The highlight for me is the boom, boom, boom muffins. Progress. That's That's all I want to take yeah. with me. I have a sticker that says it. <laughs> I... I don't want to, like, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to discredit the relationship building that's happening between Sean. (laughs) That's a good good moment. (laughs) I don't want to discredit the relationship building that's happening between Sean and Gus in this episode, but it could have been done it could have been done differently like Like, i don't like the subject matter i like this is the first time this has happened where we're both like it's a no for me Eh." yeah and i don't i don't think there's a ton of those i really don't um so good on this show it had some really funny parts for me um yeah for sure there were some there were some good there were some good lines there were some funny things to walk away with I even really like uh, Father Wesley as our guest star. I just don't care for the subject matter. And I don't care for the, uh, again, I'm going to call them jokes that have not aged yeah, well. Yeah, let's go with that. And it's always rough dealing with the subject matter of uh, 1144s in any capacity and and uh, treating them correctly. But I think treating them as an investigation and exploring 
you know, possible motives and alternatives um, to the theory, that that always hits okay, I think, as far as like being responsible Mm -hmm. handling of the subject. Agreed. Speaking of which, I kind of put you on the spot and I sent you after some 1144 resources. Uh, I don't know why I made you (laughs) that, but I know you did it. So, And we're going to put these in the show description notes too. As always, you can text the crisis text line um, for emergency counseling at 741741. You can text the word home. You can also visit the website sprc.org. That is the Suicide Prevention Resource Center and... Um, you can go to 988lifeline.org. That is the Suicide Crisis Lifeline. You can also text or call 988. Thank you, Kaylee. I appreciate you sharing that with us. If there's nothing else, I am Alexis. Unfortunately, we are here to tell you that you are under arrest for an illegal hot plate. And I'm Kaylee. May I speak with you in the stop openly contradicting me room, please? And this has been... To To the the Blueberry! Psych out.